for the News and Observer. This is Under the Dome for the week of January 10th, 2022. Happy New Year, 10 days into the new year. This is Dawn Bond. I'm joined today by Daniel Battaglia, our Washington, D.C. correspondent. And we're going to tell you what you should pay attention to in North Carolina politics this week and what might be coming up. Uh, at, on the state level, on the legislative level, we might see a, a session for a day or so at the General Assembly this week as we record this a few days ahead of that. Um, it's, it's still be to be determined, um, but at some point soon, the legislature needs to decide when they're going to adjourn. So they need to come back to actually adjourn the long session which is actually last year, even though now we're into 2022. It's so the longest you're still, with me. you're still with me on this. They will need to have an adjournment resolution, another one that uh, explains when they come back for the spring short session. So we could be looking at that one day this week. Um, a lot of that hinges on the other big thing to pay attention to this week, which is the redistricting trial. And as we record this on Thursday the 6th, uh, a ruling is expected by Tuesday. So there might be one by the time you listen to this or there might not. So that also depends on what the General Assembly is going to do, if they're going to come back with anything related to that in addition to that adjournment resolution um, or or maybe they won't. So a lot of to be determined um, on the on the state level. So it's still it's still relatively quiet. Um, but that's something to pay attention to, what the fallout from that trial will be um, between the chambers, between the parties, and and everything else there. So that's where we are on the state level. As I mentioned, we're recording this on, on Thursday, January 6th, which of course is the one-year anniversary of the riot and insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. And Danielle is our U.S. Capitol reporter And things are a little bit busier up there this time of year than they are here in Raleigh. So, Danielle, what what are the big things to to look out for this week? Well, I'm learning quickly that even though we're busier, it doesn't mean a lot happens either. Apparently, lawmaking is a very slow process. But um, so there's a couple things going on. I mean, obviously, we're going to want to look out for the redistricting trial because that's going to have an impact on our congressional races. Um, So keep an eye out on that. But um, there's something that will uh, impact North Carolina residents um, that happens this week on, I think, Friday. Um, You guys have probably gotten used to, if you have children, getting a child tax credit advance every month on the 15th. And um, you won't see that in your paycheck this time. That was, um, it was part of lawmaking last year. It started in July and ended December 15th. Lawmakers wanted to make it part of the Build Back Better, or I guess Democrats wanted to make it part of the Build Back Better program to get it um, to continue into 2022, but they weren't able to get that passed before Christmas. And one of my colleagues joked the other day, probably won't get it passed before Easter. Um, It's also a very slow moving progress on that bill. So without that going forward and the expiration of that advance, there won't be money in your paycheck for having children. This well, month. bank account, I guess. Your your paycheck from the, from oh, yeah, the government. Paycheck, the bank account. <laughs> okay. I, as a parent, I will note to that <laughs> that, there, that money will not be coming from, from my taxes. And you can tell that Don and I get paid this week since I'm thinking paycheck. <laughs> 
Um, and then also going on, and I will say we've had a very slow start. So we just started the second session of the 117th Congress. It's been a very slow start up here in DC. We had a snowstorm hit either Monday or Tuesday. It's all becoming a blur. Um, with another one supposed to come tonight, and so you know you had us. We you had Tim Tim Kaine. He was stuck in traffic for like 27 and a half hours trying to get to the Capitol building. You had um, lawmakers who couldn't fly in. Their flights were delayed. Um, so not a lot happened this week, which is fine because only the Senate was in. Um, the House isn't coming back until next week anyways. And um, what I'm hearing is that uh, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is going to have a pretty big week ahead of him. He really wants to get the Freedom to Vote Act passed through the Senate. Um, but we believe that Republicans are going to do a filibuster and stop that vote from going forward. And if that happens, he's going to step in and um, try to get filibuster laws to not filibuster law, the rules on filibusters completely change through another bill. And so those are the things I think you can expect to see this week in the immediate future. I don't expect anything to get done, though. That's what I've learned up here. You mentioned Tim Kaine and his saga of being stuck on 95. And those of us that have made that uh, that drive between Richmond and D.C. Good Lord. (laughs) I also feel like if everyone remembers when he was running for higher office and people uh, joked about him making dad jokes, I just wanted to insert my own version of the dad joke that Tim Kaine was not um, mad about the snowstorm on 95. <laughs> Somebody gave him an orange, which was very sweet. I saw that in the picture. Why didn't he eat it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I also want to know where everyone went to the bathroom. But, uh, those are more practical questions. <laughs> I, w- I won't write and explain our story about that. Maybe I think Don and I have been stuck because we were both from the D.C. area on that stretch of the highway many times, but never that long. And I think I would cry. Yeah, but 95 is just the night. Yeah. It's a nightmare on on any day, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> it quickly turns your commute from like an hour to DC to like four hours to DC. And I'm sure everyone has driven by that the clock tower, really cool building, train. Oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah, so that's the highlight. Assuming you're like gripping the wheel, that you won't go off side in a storm. But she's talking about Richmond, by the way. Yeah, I'm sure most of our listeners have made that drive at, yeah. at some point, especially the the state lawmakers who are interested in the DC potential, which we know that a lot of, well, maybe they fly. You know, those of us in the proletariat. They have been driving. I've met a couple of them up here, and they they are troopers. They've been getting in their cars and driving on up. I saw one of them, I won't name names, but it's one of your North Carolina house members um, who will kill me for saying this, but he met me on one of those like scooters that you can get in downtowns. Well, those that uh, follow me on Twitter know that I will usually tweet photos of of the e-scooters that are outside the legislative building. And I'm really just waiting for a lawmaker, maybe that lawmaker to uh, to ride a scooter around downtown and, I know and I'll be sure to document it. There are photos of it in D.C., but I am not in possession of those photos. Well, we'll see the next time. If there's a session this week, I will uh, I will see if any lawmakers are riding riding scooters in Raleigh. And no uh, no sign of snow here um, so far, except for the few you know questionable, picturesque for about an hour flakes that uh, that we had and. In Raleigh, anyway, I know other parts of North Carolina had had real snow and and maybe went sledding. So, 
So again, it's where, you know, we're, we're not even at the bleak midwinter. It's still early winter. Um, things are relatively slow in government, even when they meet, as you noted, Danielle, and, uh, and Raleigh will probably see some sort of action this week um, in some manner. Um, whether or not there'd be anything with the election, more people getting into the races, that's always something to look for, especially once we find out, are these maps going to stay? Are these maps going to be thrown out? You know, with, what's going to happen with that? And if you have rumors of who's coming, call us. Let us know. I've heard tale, but not confirmation of some new people. So tips and exclusives always, always welcome. So again, note the child tax credit that's changing on the on the federal level, um, on the state level. Uh, probably a legislative session um, could be quiet again. At some point, they do need to come back just to say when they're coming back. And we're probably looking at looking at May this year. Remember, May is also where the primary date was was moved to. And there's there's still plenty to do at the legislative level, even though we have, of course, the big actual budget passing and, and everything else. They still need to actually start using that money. Um, Governor Cooper has gone back to having um, there's sort of, you know, a little bit of a pause or not as frequent much frequency on the on the weekly COVID briefings. Um, he's back to that now, now that Dr. Uh, Mandy Cohen, the former um, DHHS secretary, has left. Cody Kinsley had his first uh, time talking to reporters um, in his new role this past week. Of course, he was at a few of the pressers last year. So that'll be something to pay attention to. Also, just the, the state's general COVID response. So that's about all we've got going on this week um, for the News and Observer. I'm Don Vaughn with Danielle Battaglia. We'll talk to you next time. For more from our politics team, subscribe to the News and Observer at newsobserver.com slash subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at Under the Dome and NC Insider, and sign up for her weekly political newsletter at newsobserver.com slash newsletters. Thanks for listening.